Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Zipradio Podcasts powered by Accelerate. I'm your host Madhura and the topic for today's episode is interoperability in healthcare. I'm joined today by Pankaj Jain, Senior Vice President Health Tech at Accelerate, and he will be my co-host as we chat with our guests on interoperability in the healthcare industry. Our guest speaker for today is Arun Meet Chandani. executive advisor and technology leader with more than 20 years of expertise in the healthcare domain we also have with us srinivasan venkatraman avp operations at accelerate who brings in healthcare domain expertise with his work in the health tech space so welcome on board arun srini and pankaj thanks madhura for the introduction coming from the enterprise tech world i understand the importance of interoperability and it is kind of given in the fintech industry due to standards and interoperability i can see my bank credit cards information and send receive money on my phone however in the health tech world interoperability is not quite there yet my complete health information is not accessible to me on my phone so arun let me turn to you to provide your perspective on what interoperability means in the healthcare world Yeah thanks Pankaj that's a loaded question you know um it's not just the financial world i mean you look around you can see all sorts of in travel industry in retail the things that you can do with just a smartphone were all possible because of the way the different systems interact and it was all made possible because of standards being set on storage of data communication of data security and those things in healthcare where you know we've all been involved for a couple of decades interoperability is almost like a four letter word it's an anathema because it's the most important of all industries in that sense that it takes care of people's lives and yet the industry as a whole has been stuck in you know prehistoric times when it comes to interoperability it's been talked about and talked about for at least 10 years if not longer maybe even longer but i know i've been personally involved in this at least for 10 years of interoperability and you can still not have the basic access to your own medical record as an individual i mean think about that right i can find out on my mobile app where is the pizza that is being delivered that i ordered 15 minutes ago whether it has come out of the oven whether it is with one of the delivery vehicles but i cannot find out about my lab results i cannot find out about my you know next appointment so interoperability is a really big problem in healthcare and it's something that we all need to focus and address very quickly and actually what happened with the covid really you know highlighted the fact the other day i was at the vaccine center and they were handing out physical handwritten notes on people who've been vaccinated you know i just came from india where you know all of that is done on a mobile app called arogya setu and you know your your digital certificate is available on a mobile app you, you know which when you can get vaccinated where you can get get vaccinated and yet here in us it was being written on a piece of paper and there was no computer in sight for meters right so that's symptomatic of the problem of interoperability and lack of interoperability in healthcare that's a great experience <laughs> you shared uh, so shrini let me ask you uh, given what just arun mentioned can you talk about accelerate experience in building interoperable solution and specifically in the health tech industry this different health data formats i am sure that is one of the fundamental issues why we are not there yet absolutely thanks pankaj and uh, that was a fantastic 
prelude and introduction arun and i think you both have kindled the thought even though we are working with latest technologies experienced in domain with all the gadgets are we still primitive in sharing the health data to our audience i think looks like it but as you rightly said this pandemic and also even before that the energy was driven towards servicing the customers so to your point pankaj just want to set the stage and table of what accelerate does in the health tech industry so we have dealt with various areas within healthcare uh, you name it like a pbm pharmacy benefit management pharmacy software solution enterprise pharmacy solutions c4db in that space contract pharmacy speed billing audit tool disease management wellness why have i have named all these areas is each one was catering to specific client need and how the data has to be massaged and broadly classified you can say clinical data is into electronic health record that's the primary you know goal we need to deliver the electronic medical health record for our clients and administrative data claims data patient disease registry self survey and clinical trials so this is the classification categories and in that specifically what the major challenge we have dealt with in our experiences dealing with claims file and orders by the end of the day these two are kind of a central nervous system which is converted to money and also it's important for our clients the patients and members to know about their profile so what the challenge biggest challenge we have faced is each pharmacy chain or independent pharmacy or a health center we deal with they have a specific format in place how to make it you know you massage it bring it into a common stage and then process it and to name some drug formularies claims file drug price files order files receiving acknowledgement invoice notification advance ship notice we are almost halfway through and in the coming conversation we can deal about our road map and how we are going to make it much more organized and centralized for our audience and this is our health ecosystem pankaj and uh, our journey in the health tech great so arun do you have any questions for shrinivas well um one of the things that i wanted to highlight here was that we have been talking and there are in fact existing so called standards for storing of data patient health data in the form of electronic records sharing of that data between health system or health it systems using things like hl7 and fire and very recently apple basically put their entire weight behind what they call smart which is built on top of fire it's an it's a protocol it's an api framework that allows any mobile application to use fire interfaces or in this case smart interfaces to extract data out of the electronic medical record and in the most recent iOS uh, announcement they did a couple of weeks ago they have actually now been able to not only read data out of the the EMR systems that a patient might want to carry with their mobile phone but also develop a mechanism for uploading longitudinal data from their smart watches from their you know worn medical devices up into the EHR so now that apple has thrown their weight and cms has thrown their weight i think there is a lot of opportunity that might be coming up in the coming you know months 
to sort of accelerate this vision of really truly creating an exchangeable format where multiple applications, you know, where you basically write an application once and it doesn't matter which interface or which EHR you are interfacing with in the background. So any thoughts on that, Trini, as to how Accelerate or, you know, the, the technologies that you have could help some of the ISVs in that domain? Definitely. I think uh, you named some big players like Apple. Yes, definitely. I think we are watching the health tech, the space and the government support. And Arun, as you rightly pointed out, one of the good news that we got in the month of April this year is from the National Coordinator of Health IT, ONC. And they said, you, I mean, as a provider, as a healthcare solution provider, technology and domain, along with our prospects and customers, we have to make the data, healthcare data, EHR, electronic health record available for our members. And you name it, all types of eight clinical nodes that is defined by United States core data for interoperability. So having said that, a decade before, it was a big challenge. You named it correctly, HL7 standards. And underlying factor is HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, the compliance. So what happens is, like how software industry comes up with new version, even HIPAA, HL7 has their own standards. We have a responsibility to make our software meet the standards. And that should not pose a security challenge. So yes, we do have our information security, infrastructure, governance, and uh, our architectural team work in parallel to make the security, compliance, multi-factor authentication, so on and so forth, available as to address the CURSAC and to expose the data in a very user-friendly format, at the same time not being lenient to have the data leak for other customers. And um, I think to name, to quote some, and I think we have exchanged that in a casual manner in the past, is FIRE. I mean, FHIR, that is the future, the roadmap is. It's already in the market, but it took some time for everyone to adapt. It's nothing but fast healthcare interoperability resources. But is that end of all? No. Nowadays, like you said, smartwatch, you name any gadget, it should make the data available for them in a quick and easy manner without much of a trouble. Always the industry, they say three-click format. You all might have heard, three-click. If I'm allowed to do more clicks, right, I will lose the interest. And also I may lose where I'm heading to, the direction. So we are trying to use the roadmap is smart, which is nothing but substantial medical applications reusable technology with FHIR. And we have a framework in place called File Ambassador. That's called nothing but electronic data interchange framework and tool, which we have incorporated with many of our customers to do this exchange in a very secure, friendly manner uh, to, to answer your question, Aaron. I am glad you brought up cures because one of the things that the, the ONC chair, Dr. Tripathi, has been doing is to create this mechanism along with cures of carrot and stick, where the stick is the part where they actually have liability or a penalty for not health system providers, but mostly health IT software providers and health information exchange that if they block access to health information to be used by a third party, then they will be penalized up to a tune of $1 million. And for health system providers, the penalty is in the form of reduced reimbursement from CMS. So that's the stick where it's called the information blocking ban. Uh, so that has been very made explicit in the Cures Act. The carrot part is where 
Dr. Tripathi and this ONC are using their bully pulpit to basically create a set of standards or promote a set of standards like the smart and the fire and coax the industry in that direction to say, this is how you're going to be able to share information. This is, you know, this is available. It's a standard format and there should be no reason for exchange of information to be happening smoothly. So I think they're finally moving in that direction because as, as we started this conversation, it's been a known problem for a long time. And what happened with the pandemic and what's happening even now where, you know, simple things like vaccine, what they're trying to call vaccine passports or, you know, whatever the name would be, ultimately all that information about individuals' vaccination status and whether they can travel or not is all has to be done electronically. And right now we are finding ourselves, you know, behind the eight ball on that. So I think I, I'm, I'm very hopeful in the direction of the industry in coming months and, and years. Arun, I have a question for you. Like in terms of this data format exchange, I'm glad to hear the standards and ONC and they are moving towards that. Are there any limitations where certain health data records, they say like, okay, means like physicians, notes, physicians notes on my file, my health record when I visit a doctor, not to be go out of their EMR or EHR systems. Are there any restrictions around the data piece itself? What can be visible? What can be? Very good question. Yes, uh, the current thinking has been that at least from a consumer standpoint, from patient standpoint, the patient will have to give permission to the health systems for what data the health system or whoever is the carrier of the data or the store of the data are allowed to share with the providers. Right. So as a user, I can say I want to share, you know, my glucose measurements, such and such lab results, blah, 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 with my PCP or, you know, with particular uh, provider. And then that information, the burden is now on the health system or the, the store of the data systems to say, can we make that available? Now, there are a lot of details to be worked out, as you're trying to hint here, which is it's not obvious that, you know, a health system will be able to just openly provide that information. It may be in the wrong format. It may have other security and privacy concerns that have to be dealt with. So some of those details still have to be worked out. But the direction that has been laid out by ONC is very clear that you as a user, as a consumer, have access to your own data that you can carry with you wherever you want and share it with whoever you want. But you have to give prior authorization to the appropriate systems to, to allow them to do that. That is great. So, Shrini, that is what you were referring earlier in your, when you mentioned file ambassador, like our accelerate solution or an architecture, a framework we have built, which helps enable actually ease the data understanding and the storage and the transmission. Can you a little bit elaborate on those parts, like what Arun just mentioned, like there are some restrictions. How does file ambassador handle all these things? Fantastic. I think you connected the dots well, Pankaj. And I think it was interesting what Arun said about the CureSat rules and the government support. And to answer your question, file ambassador framework and tool that we have built, what it does is the primary motto of it is electronic data interchange in a very short span of time. Meaning what happens is the health data volume is huge. Sometimes it takes hours, multiple days. So we have built the engine in such a way it uses the core assembly. It's, it uses the CLR. I mean, I, I'm going a little technical there. There, what it does is transfer of data will be quick and at the same time not losing any parameters. And what that means is 
we use the security and the encryption standards and that follows the guidelines defined by HL7 and HIPAA. And what it means is, like you said, you are traveling and suddenly, you know, somebody is calling and why don't you share your profile? We are trying to book an appointment. You don't have to wait, go to a health center, get the permission from the doctor. So what file ambassador does is overnight, it transfers all the data from the respective health partners and stores it in a centralized database system in a hierarchical format or non-hierarchical format, normalized or denormalized. So it makes it available for our customers. It could be a third-party gateway, third-party administrator, or a pharmacy, or a hospital. And from there on, they can massage the data and make it available in a responsive format. Responsive is the future of the user interface. In a, when I say responsive, they can see it in any type of gadget, any type of resolution, screen size. So mm-hmm. that is the web interface. And uh, Right now, we are setting our footprint into the cloud as well. So that means anywhere, anytime data is available. That's the format we are heading to, and that's file ambassador Pankaj. I would like to add one more, and I think, Arun, you'll be interested to hear this this as well. From Accelerate standpoint, apart from our domain technology experience, the future is artificial intelligence, machine learning, you know, neural language processing. We have that, and... Our research department is working on the health tech data as well, but it is in the baby steps because the whole industry is trying to understand and adopt like Alexa and Google. How about we all, you know, hey, can I have my data, Alexa? I'm just saying, or accelerate. Can I have my data? It will be readily available for them. I mean, that will be a golden day, I think. And (laughs) we are marching towards that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The word that comes to the phrase that comes to mind is, crawl, walk, run. So, wow. yeah, once we are able to actually do the basics, uh, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of innovation that is in the sidelines that is waiting to basically explode on the scene. Uh, so, yeah, we all look forward to that day in our lifetime. Great. Uh, so one of the questions I have for both of you, like when I talk to our clients and prospects, so one of the things, they say like we can manage all this stuff, data, formats, all that is stuff, but they always bring the security issue, the rules and regulations about the data leaving the country, for example, USA. If you are a US patient, then US, there are some rules, some organizations, right? So what is, Arun, in your opinion, how does the healthcare industry in your uh, coping with that stuff? And then Shini, if you can follow up with like how you are handling those kind of sensitive information healthcare data is obviously the most sensitive information there is arun i'll let you go drive first yeah that's a great follow-on question pankaj the fact is that you know all of these health agencies are very you know nationally oriented all of them have very strict rules and restrictions based on the country's laws so it is true that it will be a long time before i as a user can you know, live for two months in one country and then travel to yet another country and then still be able to, you know, seamlessly have access to that data that I can share with the provider in the local country. I think that that's long ways to go. But within a country, there are very strict regulations on how the data is stored and when it is, you know, how it is secured and how it is transmitted. And those are, you know, available technologies that we've all been using for the last several years. So there is no technology barrier per se. But there'll be a policy issues to be resolved. For example, now GDPR has come up, right? They are yeah. way strict, stricter on 
what information, it's not even health information, it's any personal information that cannot be shared with any third party outside uh, the known boundaries. So, yeah, that's, I don't have an answer to that. I just think that, you know, once we are able to solve these problems within a nation or within a region, then there will be, uh, you know, market forces that will dictate how fast, you know, this data can be exchanged across international boundaries. But again, like I said, you know, crawl, walk, run. Yes, yes. Shini, I heard initially you mentioned security and HIPAA compliance and everything. So can you a little bit touch about, I understand that across the nations, it's, we are not there yet. Let's crawl first. So can you talk about like within the country, we have Accelerate has clients all over the world. So how do you deal with within the country data issues? Sure. I think I don't know whether any department thought about you. You've already created a backlog for us, Pankaj. It's, <laughs> it's, no, no, trust me. It's a wonderful question because we talk about availability of data anytime, anywhere. But what about outside the country? But now it is global. You know, morning you are in one country and next day you are in another country. So, but the thing is, uh, Arun mentioned a good point. The act and the regulations in each country is different. Even though health data is made available, from accelerate point of view, nowadays we host or we make our solution available in the cloud. That means, you know, CDN, Content Delivery Network. It, it is available everywhere throughout the world, as long as you have a gadget and internet connection. But what it does is, our customers restrict them based on their geolocation, geographical location and the IP address. Okay, you are coming from this country. So there the regulation is we are not supposed to share the data outside. Even though our application and our solution may work, but we leave it to the client's judgment and client's policies and procedures to restrict the access. But as and when once they relax it, what that means is it's more work, more security testing for us. To make sure across, see nowadays what happens is we are testing browser compatibility. You all might have heard. We test it in Internet Explorer, Google Chrome, Mozilla, you name it, Safari. <laughs> now what we will do, we will do a security testing for geolocations. And that will be a fantastic thing to do. I think you made my thought in the horizon <laughs> grow. It's fantastic idea. Provided the government, all the regulations shake hands, you know, and they agree to it like a golden handshake. Okay, great. So thanks, Arun and Shrini. I mean, it's been a great discussion. I definitely learned a lot from both of your experiences. I think we are almost running out of time. So I will let Arun, you go first and Shrini Vas, you go second and kind of summarize the interoperability and data issues from your perspective as you see it. Hi, Pankaj. Actually, I'll leave the audience with some optimism that I'm looking forward to. You know, there, if you had asked me this, about this anecdote year two years ago, I would have probably been, you know, laughed you out of the room. But thanks to COVID, you know, it has allowed several agencies, health agencies and organizations on the in the ecosystem to organize and collaborate in ways that we've never, never seen before. There is an organization called the COVID-19 Healthcare Coalition that included 1,200 different health systems, public agencies, individual providers, payers, and so on. And they organize themselves just to tackle with basic things like, you know, how do we, you know, logistically coordinate uh, the PPE when, you know, when the, this whole thing broke up, broke in front of us. All the way from there to sharing information about what is the best formularies for 
treating COVID patients? What are the best practices for, you know, isolation, this, that? And that was happening all in real time because we were facing this calamity of proportions that we'd never seen before. That type of organization, uh, there's another one that comes to mind. It's uh, the Vaccine Credentials Initiative. And, you know, we talked about the fact that the vaccine uh, information is all bifurcated and it's not uh, centralized in one location. So the health industry did realize that we have to come together and there is a vaccine credentials coalition right now that is moving fast at that warp speed to try and get all this uh, stuff digitized. So that gives me a lot of hope and optimism for the future. We just don't want another pandemic or another of these, you know, God acts to move the industry forward. But I think everybody has learned a lot from what just happened and the importance of getting all this de- health data centralized and flowing freely has become paramount. So with that, I'll let stream your mind. Thanks, Arun. And uh, first of all, I would like to thank uh, both uh, Pankaj and Arun for this invite, for this thought-provoking conversation. That's how I would find it. And um, I mean, I'm taking a lot from the industry experience point of view from Arun. And Pankaj, you kindled a lot of good, interesting thoughts. So that the takeaway and the what we are going to come up with from Accelerate is, as the name says, we are going to accelerate some of the availability and interoperability of data in our solutions um, as soon as possible, following all the guidelines, policies, and procedures based on cures and USDA. And what that means is, one is it will be gadget friendly. And it will be eco-friendly in terms of you don't have to worry about your uh, infrastructure. We, you can access it via iPhone or Android or iPad. As a matter of fact, we are going to make it much more responsive and available for you. And that's the goal. Our technology, our domain, our solution is driven towards. And also cloud. Our footprint will be on the cloud. And we do have our experience on AWS, that one of the partnership that we have recently got and Azure and Google Cloud. So that means our customers need not worry about technology agnostic nature and also the features of our software and solution. And uh, that's the promise. And also I've taken a lot from this conversation. Thank you both. Thanks, Shini. To summarize, the key takeaway from today's discussion from my perspective is that healthcare data is a different format. Getting to it, understanding it, and then transmitting it has been a technical challenge on top of all the compliance and security aspects. However, unfortunate it is, but the COVID pandemic has brought the healthcare industry and government together in terms of defining the standards. We saw the boom in telehealth and telemedicine. Our healthcare ecosystem came together and came together fast. Let's continue to work on interoperability in the health tech industry together. Thanks again, Arun and Srini for an open discussion and providing your insights. Thanks, Madhura, for organizing the event. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Pankaj. And thank you, Arun and Srini, for taking the time to join us today. This was a fantastic discussion, and we will keep it going in our upcoming episodes where we continue to explore challenges in the healthcare domain. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you are looking to accelerate your product engineering, digital transformation, and business agility, Visit our website www.accelerate.com for more information. Thank you.